Andy does love some Andy. It's like you're inside of my head. <laughs> what is your fascination with Peterson? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dear future me, <laughs> don't go to the courthouse. The Katie's moral a- of the story is don't leave your martial arts equipment and your other coat in a parallel dimension. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. <laughs> I'm Andy and I like every comic that's ever been made. I would not go to Jonathan Frake's booth because I would get space herpes. And now your hosts. Luke Matthews. I got a bandsaw in my garage. I can just take care of this. And Bean. Whatever. Dang it, point. Why weren't you more cohesive? Eddie Isaac. Excellent book from front to back. There's never a point where I go, huh? What? Uh? Oh, no. And Joel Simon. And they're like, who who killed Wonder Woman? I mean, Retro Girl. And, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then shit gets real. Are we ready to talk about this book? Did we do the uh, the leveling thing? No, just leveling. I haven't done it. Yeah, I'm, we're ready to go. I'm Synergism. Sibilance. Toast. Is that what it is? Toast. Toast. Sibilance. Toast. Toast. See, that's from that's from uh, Mission Impossible. Ooh. Semen. Mm. You're not in the Navy. Not <laughs> wow. Welcome, everybody, to episode... What are we on? 33. You know nothing of my work. That's okay. I, I, I realized when I was editing the last few episodes uh, that I the episode 31 that Andy hosted, the last one Andy hosted, he asked me right before the show, he's like, what episode are we on? I'm all like, 32. And I was very, very, <laughs> I knew confident. it was 32. I was confident it was 32. So he's like, episode 32, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, nope. I'm editing through it. I'm like, hey, it's episode 31. Shit. Mm. Oh, well. Um, Before we move on, also, I'm going to go ahead and uh, before I introduce everybody, I'm going to uh, issue a, a an apology slash retraction for last last episode. Uh, Black Sad is not Argentinian. It is not South American. It is, in fact, Spanish. Oh. Uh, the Familiar. artist, the writer and artist are Spanish, and it was published by a French company. Oh, so that makes sense. We could, we were about as far off of uh, the uh, the origins of this book as possible. So, so totally not. So, um, where in Mexico do they live? Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. So, another uh, continent. We, um, so we pulled the we. Uh, Un- in- inadvertently pulled back the curtain on our bullshit a little bit in the last <laughs> episode, and uh, and people could see just how how uh, little we actually know about what we we're talking pretend. about. So anyway, this is episode thirty three of of the Trade Secrets Podcast. I think I said after the fact earlier, but that's okay. Um, I am Luke. Edit it out. I am Luke Matthews, and I am joined today by Joel Simon. Catchphrase. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie Isaac. Zima Soup. And Anne Bean. Witticism. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I can't even think of something to say to replace a witticism or a catchphrase. Um, so I think, I think whatever. You just did a witty catchphrase. Blah blah blah. blah. I j- no. I just ramble on incessantly because that's what I do. Yeah. You so, could say Ermager. Incessant <laughs> rambling. I gotta say, uh, both when I was editing the last show and when I was listening to it in my car earlier, there's this point where we're bullshitting about something and then you go Ermager. Anthropomorphic, and every time it makes me laugh. Every. <laughs> so. Anyway. Um, 
Uh, we are agendaless because I'm unprepared. I, I only finished the book just a few minutes ago. Uh, and so we're going to kind of wing this show a little bit. Um, does anybody have any game or uh, comic industry news to talk about before we get into what we're wow, reading? you are winging it. I am mm. winging it. I'm winging it. Well, technically, what we were talking about earlier. From I've got an iPad here. I can look up comic we were, industry uh, news. I guess technically would it be comic book mo- comic comic news book movies. Comic count. movies. Yeah. Uh, saw a leak today for the next door movie. And uh, his brother Tyr is going to be in it, and it's going to take place on Asgard. Uh, that's about all that they leaked out. They didn't really leak much. Um, I forget who's actually playing his brother, but it's uh, the same guy who played in... Oh, shit. I if they were him. smart, it would be Liam Hemsworth, right? That would be logical. Right? They have... But the, the Hemsworth brothers playing the, the brothers. Yeah. Magical right? world of acting. Yeah. There are other possibilities. But it's it would supposed, be good. It's supposed, yeah. Because Liam Hemsworth's a decent actor. It's some guy that actually like matches the the whole big brawly type of guy that mm. Tyr is. Uh wow. I, I can't remember. It's probably not important. They'll probably change it at some point too. <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. But um we got the new the new Thor. Uh, the there's the there's still the remnants of the the whole Justice League movie and how they're gonna do that and it's like on and off on and off. Honestly, I'm gonna say I'm not clamoring for it. I'm I'm not like oh yes they need this Justice League movie blah blah, blah because one it's not gonna be better than fucking Avengers. Two, all the characters that we they're they're not gonna use Christopher Nolan's Batman. What they're talking about of course. is doing no. a, doing a reboot Adam of Batman. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what we need. doing. Doing a reboot of Batman using that Batman using the current the new Superman that's right. coming out as as which uh, would make sense, right? The they 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 still go, using Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. I've heard yes. Okay, I've heard yes for Ryan Reynolds, and then I've heard the, of talks of a Wonder Woman movie to introduce Wonder Woman. Yeah, they've, However, been, they've been working they on that for a while, but it, well, they it can't keeps find failing. Right? They can't. Well, one, they can't do it right. Two, they can't find someone to play a right Wonder Woman. I saw an actress in an episode of Castle last night that would have been a fucking amazing Wonder Woman. Ten but years she ago, was a nobody. Ten years ago, uh, Lucy Lawless would have been a great Wonder Woman. That's very true. Yes. What about perfect. China? No, yeah. no, no. I'm not being serious. <laughs> Jesus, you, you had that serious face on. It's really, the same as all your other no. faces. Um, uh, there was something else. Oh, Aquaman. So, yes, this is crazy. Where yes. are we leading Aquaman. to Aquaman? The Aqu- they, they were talking. So, there's like a couple characters they're not talking about doing movies for for Justice League. <laughs> for but, good reason, right? Well, Aquaman apparently. I guess they want to do a movie for him. And why? Why do they even want to put Aquaman in the movie? Like, well, okay, because you know what though? Honestly, who are the original Justice Leaguers? Right? It's yeah. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, and Aquaman. Aquaman. And I and I think Hot Girl actually makes the list sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I would sometimes rather have a Martian Manhunter or a Hot Girl movie before I would have an Aquaman movie. Well, to be to be fair, to be fair, done in a, uh, an appropriate movie form. His power could make for some pretty cool special effects. It could. But not his own movie, right? Because yeah. the problem that I have with that is they're going to spend so much time introducing the character. They're going to do this. Yeah. They're, gonna, they're just going to be, it's going to be a, a big fucking. Well, think to, about it, like, in to terms find of. Out where it just, I, I've always thought that Neymar was a better Aquaman anyway. Of course. Like, just, well, that's a given. He's like, he's like Aquaman 2.0. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, Rex. The other, the other movie, uh, thing that I wanted to talk about was they actually released the first picture of Hugh Jackman f- as Wolverine oh, yeah, I saw again that. I saw that. the Wolverine. I saw that. And wait, they're holy doing, wait, hold on. They're it's doing called another, The Wolverine. 
Yes. Another Wolverine movie. Yes. And so it's, it's, it's called... Origin of the Origin? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Don't it's actually it. supposed oh, to... God. It's I, If if I'm not mistaken, this movie takes place in when he's in Japan. That's uh, right. Oh, learning yeah, that's right. Yeah. from the, he, yeah, the he's hand. Yeah. Yep, he's um, in Japan. That's right. Like yes. Strike, and it's... Yeah. And Dokken. F- fucking... Uh, Dokken. Is he supposed, is Dokken supposed to show up in this um, movie? Dokken was the love child of. Marissa. No, I know that. I'm just saying, is he supposed to show up? Oh, Dokken. You no, said Dokken, and I was thinking of the band. Dokken. Yes. No, he's uh, yeah, that's right. He's uh, okay, he's Dakin. Wolverine on the Dark Avengers team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but Hugh Jackman, Jesus Christ, the dude's like he's pushing fifty, and yeah. like that picture of him, he, he's cut. He, he he's looks ripped. younger than he did in the first movie. He's, like he's in shape. Um, well, he's a, and he's a dancer, like Brishnikov. You know, they, they shut your chain. mouth. Oh, he dances. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just one. Are we dancer? Oh, oh, we dancer. Um, so uh, the thing that we skipped at the beginning of the show is what everybody's reading. So what are you reading right now, Joel? Uh, skip. I can't can't remember. He's a pass. <laughs> Well, no, no, I did, I did read. I, I just can't remember. It's been a while. I did read the. Um, I said superior before, right? Yes, you said yeah, superior okay. in the last show. Read, read the other black sad. Okay, okay. Did, did I comment on that? No, you did not. I, I don't know what's happened in the last two. I weeks. don't think you read black sad before the last show because Andy was talking about it being good and you hadn't read it yet. I had, so. and it's I it's it's really good. It's in the Bayou now. It's in Louisiana, so it's during um, in New Orleans during Mardi Gras, and once again. And they they do good research on New Orleans. I, I, I know you had some comment Nolans, yeah, Nolans. some comments about how like I'm surprised that people don't do research, and they do. Hooray! Yeah. Yeah, hooray! Yes, well, it's like the so, bullet in the casing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they they actually know what they're doing, and it's it's good also. So yeah, get all the black sets. They're they're never bad. I, cool. I guess that's it. All right. Yeah. What about you, Anne? What have you been reading? Well, I never learned to read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but pop-up and picture books for you? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Sean Tan. Um, no, actually, I really have just been like in grad school land for the last week. And so my reading has consisted of web comics and really exciting Jewish folklore. All kinds of... Like golems, Ooh. beyond folklore. yeah, beyond Jewish golems folklore is actually kind of cool. Totally yes. bad. Yes. I, I cannot, really cool. I, I cannot. Like I can see why Superman came out of uh, almost some of the stuff with like names having power. There's like all of this stuff with like you write a scroll word on a scroll and stick it in a dead guy's mouth and he comes back to life to yeah. tell you his true killer yeah. and yeah. all kind of really that's, exciting that's pretty stuff. Awesome. You don't mess with those guys. No. The Jews, um, Jews, the Forlock, <laughs> Jews, Jews in general, <laughs> not 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 uh, Jewish wizards. No, no, you don't mess like <laughs> the old. Have you seen the movies Thinner and uh, Drag Me to Hell? Yeah, that's real shit right there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were gypsies. I'm glad though. you've learned well. G- yeah, um, you you do not disrespect an old gypsy woman. She'll curse you. No. All right. Okay. Destroyer Crohn's for the win. There we go. Uh, In other comic industry news, I learned through the internet that for those of you that write and draw comics, first, second actually has an open submissions period where you can be a writer who only writes or a drawer who only draws and submits stuff. And that is rare in in this comic book industry. So check out first, second, especially if you're doing anything roughly YA. Pretty cool. All right. What about you, Eddie? What are you reading? Uh, so of course, of course, uh, Kurte Ibsen, but um, most recently, and I was talking to Anne about this earlier. You know, when you read a comic as a kid and you think it's awesome, and then you go back and read it as an adult, 
and it's not as awesome as it was when you were a kid. It really kind of puts a damper on your on your shit. Okay. And uh, one of the ones I recently reread was Spawn and Batman. And oh, oh. Oh. oh, and you know Todd, if Todd McFarlane, I, yes, you, if you're out there listening, you fucker, you drew. That's nah, not Todd McFarlane's fault, sir. But he did the he did the artwork. I he, he had to do the art. It's okay. Continue where did, you're going. But he, he did the, he did the artwork, and I'm telling you, I swear, it's like Spawn talking to fucking Spawn in that book. Like uh-huh. Batman is drawn like Spawn. His cape, he's standing perfectly still. His cape is doing shit. It's like and it's, it's all it's like all over the place. Okay, Spawn, we understand his cape is alive. If you read the if you read Spawn, you know about the lore. There's demons inside his cape. Like his cape is alive. It has a personality. Sure. But Batman's cape is cloth and yeah. nothing but goddamn cloth. And it's it's doing shit. Like it's it's all over the place and it's wrapping around Spawn. Welcome welcome to this. Todd McFarlane in the early nineties. That, and then the other thing is his personality. His personality, like his personality, is Al Simmons' personality. It's like Bruce Wayne and Al Simmons are exact same person, just like in two totally different, like are an alternate they? universe. Like in an alternate universe, Al Simmons is Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne is Al Simmons. So here's where I'm gonna, well, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take the quote of you from a couple episodes ago, getting pissed at me for calling Spawn and Batman the same character, and I'm gonna edit them together with your rant right now about Spawn and Batman being the same character. But it's only I in that book. <laughs> but no, but no, but no, it's only in that book. Like Spawn and Batman are not the same character. They, they lead. They led two two totally different lifestyles. I think they need to like symbiotically but, entwine Venom style, and we will call him Spatman. Spatman. There we go. <laughs> Scatman. This is the now. Jesus Christ. So Batman and Catwoman have a have a daughter, and they call her Scatwoman. Not nice. Anyway. Oh. So the uh-huh. other thing I read, the other thing I reread was the Batman, the Batman Predator Part One. Now, they if anybody knows, they did Batman Predator three times. Uh, and I've read three, and I've read a piece of two because I need ep- uh, issue two of four for part two. Sure, but they they should have really stopped at one. One was actually a great. It, it was, was pretty cool. It was, it was good. It was a great crossover, and I reread it. And I still liked it. Not like Spawn and Batman, which was totally corny. But the I other st- thing I still you got it. see that's the thing. You, the one thing you should do go back. They they did two of the Spawn Batman. They did. Image did the, their side, which was Spawn Batman, and then That's DC the black cover with Spawn. Okay, and then DC did their side, which was Batman Spawn, which was I don't remember who it was written by, but it was actually really good. Okay, like it was it was a much different uh, the Im- comic. Book. The Image one actually ties into the Spawn series because at the end, uh, Batman throws a batarang in the middle of Spawn's face, and then in right. issue seventeen or something like so that, he has his face he has his face sewn up with a shoelace. Yeah, but um, the back to the the Batman Spawn um. Or not Batman Spawn, Batman Predator. Um, that book was it was the, well, it's three. It's three issues, uh, and it's real. It's a really good uh, reread. As you know, as adult, you know, years, years, years yeah. later, I still, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and I recently also read Part Three, and Part Three, Robin's in it, and it's kind of, it's just, it's like to get progressively worse because Part Two has the Huntress, and it's Batman and the Huntress. <laughs> It's, it's exactly like the Batman movies. It's like, hey, let's throw extra characters in every sequel just for the fuck of it. Yeah, Hooray! yeah. It's it's Eventually just like we'll I, I, I think I think the problem is honestly on on movies and comic books is sometimes they try to overcrowd. They're yeah. overcrowding the scene, and that's like that's why honestly I'm like probably the only person out here that's not reading X Men versus Avengers. I think no, it's a, I'm not either. I think it's an overcrowding. It's like 
you're just. In fact, I think the only person like Joel might have read some of it, but I'm going to wait until trade. But I think most of the. I think even Andy. Andy's like the only guy that's reading it because he's he's he just buys everything. He's a yeah, nut. Okay. All right. Like I'm he's not reading enough, it. I, I bought the first. I bought the first book just because it was the first. The first book. But other than that, and I haven't even read that one yet, and I just believe it's an overcrowding, and I think it's mm-hmm. the same problem that was in the Spider-Man movies originally. They they try you try to cram what we know as comic book fans. Spider-Man one years. And, so I thought well, Spider-Man well, one and two. Well, were three. Fine. Let's yeah. say three. three. Is, Spider-Man yeah. three is where you, they yeah. You, you, they try they definitely, definitely. you try to cram what we as comic book fans know as years of Spider-Man lore into two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> like well, and that's also that they did this. Like I said, the Batman movies. Like the first Batman movie was Batman versus the Joker. And then the second Batman movie was Batman versus the Penguin and the Catwoman, Penguin, and Catwoman and the Circus, the and circus Christopher, and Walken. Christopher Walken. <laughs> and then Batman <laughs> Three, they bring in Robin, and the villains are Two Face and, and Riddler. the Riddler. And then the third, in the last one, Joel Schumacher one, it's Batman and Robin and, and Batgirl, Batgirl and Poison Ivy and, and Bane, Bane and, and Mr. Mr. Freeze, Freeze and Jesus fucking Christ. Back the fuck off. <laughs> Like, well, you know, and this, but the problem is, is better, and the pro, the problem is, is <laughs> right? this, right? The problem is, is that, uh, and I've said this before on the show, Spider Man, like Spider Man, his lineup of villains fucking sucks, honestly. Like they're For really, the they're they're really shitty. <laughs> Spider Man versus Teenage Angst. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> and if you look at Batman, I mean, it's like his the very his, special Spider Man. His, his lineup of villains is pretty much a bunch of nutbags. Yeah. but but individually they work. You don't need to mesh them together. You know, Batman and Mr. Freeze's history is lengthy enough that it's if you put Batman and Mr. Freeze in the movie, they could yeah. they can they can support Mr. Freeze could run his story for two for two and for two hours. They can do it, but the, they just they just they, they don't think that they need they always think they need to one up the last one, right? right? And, 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 and it's Schumacher too. I think Come what on. they yeah. should like movies that worked for me that had had a large cast were like some of the X Men films where they had yeah, right. vague cameos of people, so the fa- you know the fans can be like, there went glasses. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, they was, don't have to have super developed plot well, lines forever. If they're handled properly, the team movies can work like Avengers. Avengers, yeah. works Avengers just fine. works great. Yeah, um, but you know it's it's they just rarely do they have the unifying vision to do it right. Like, the unifying vision for the Marvel movies was, for the longest time, was Avi Arad, Mm -hmm. because he was running the whole thing. He told Marvel, by the way, we need to do this because no one else has ever done this, and he's the guy that set up all of the shit that eventually led to Avengers. Um, He's not doing it anymore. I think Avengers was the last thing he, he produced, um, or if he, or he, you know, he was like a producer in name only or something on it. But he, he, like, they need somebody to be able to say this is this is where this needs to go. Fuck all this other garbage on the outside and just just you know pare it down to something cool. Well, one of the biggest problems I think with the current comic book slash comic book movie industry is that the like the best movies that have come have come out have been done by Marvel Studios, right? Where Marvel still sure. has like some say in what's going on. It's the ones that they've outsourced, like ooh, Daredevil and yeah. oh gosh, uh. Elektra and like like I mean, it's like I'm You know what's funny about Elektra is that 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 movie would actually be a fine superheroine movie if it weren't about Electra. If if <laughs> if Jennifer Garner were just playing some other character and was encountering the villains that she encountered in that movie, oh. and it, I actually it it wasn't a spectacular movie, but it was it was watchable. If you aren't trying to, it was watchable for Jennifer, to, Jennifer Garner in tight red. That's that's if that's you're all. if you're not trying to associate it with 
um, with Elektra and the the myth, the Daredevil mythos, then I actually that movie's not too bad. But that's the same thing I think about Constantine, right? Yeah. If you if Constantine is a horrible Hellblazer movie, but in mm. and of itself. It's actually a pretty good fantasy movie. Yeah, like I really enjoy that movie. Well, it's yeah. it's a and it's just I, not it's just not John Constantine Hellblazer. I think no. I enjoyed it because I I was not a reader of Constantine prior to that. So the movie Neither was, was I, yeah. the movie I, was my the movie was my introduction to the the Constantine world. And so I enjoy that movie thoroughly. Like I watch it again today and enjoy it and like yeah. and like the movie. The this thing is, is like before, honestly, before the Marvel Studios movies, mm-hmm. the best, to me, the best comic book movie out there was Blade, like the Blade series. I love the Blade and movies. And I think, and honestly, the Blade Trinity, I think they shitted on it. But uh, I yeah, that's I because disagree. they did the same, same thing that Luke was talking about where they added too many characters. Well, you got I, Emo I Dracula. <laughs> emo Dracula is the, is the problem with that movie because. <laughs> you know, I never saw that one, though. Oh, I, you know what? I actually. I oh, man, bad. I need to see that. Now. You, need to see, I, you need to see it. Yes, you do. I actually really like that movie. Um, I I don't I don't like the portrayal of Dracula in the movie. Um, but when you take that portrayal and just move it away and you know leave what's what's left, which the the um, fucking what's his name Hannibal King Hannibal King and his group like. The, what they call the Night Stalkers? The, yeah, the Night yeah. Stalkers. The Night Stalkers were in the Blade comic books, so yes, that makes yes, total, it totally makes sense that they brought them in. And frankly, Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds carried that movie. Oh, they did carried it, and they did. That movie was not really about Blade. It was honestly about the and Night it has Stalkers. Patton Oswalt in it, man. Come on, <laughs> actually, Patton Oswalt is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I I I like that movie. I know um I know a lot of people don't like it, and I know a lot of people don't like Blade. Uh, Blade Two either, but I, I love Blade Two. Really. I thought Blade Two was Blade, the best one. Blade Two is great. That's, I love. I thought it was. I, I don't love know. Blade Two. I just wanted all kinds of scenes of Blade doing completely ordinary things in his house, just like really <laughs> badass. Like I'm gonna make some coffee, sunglasses, <laughs> yeah, coffee pot, shatter. It was Guillermo del Toro, man. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I, I, you I gotta love. give it credit for like I liked. I liked that movie. Um, I. I watched those vampires. Yeah, the mosquito and, vampires or whatever they were. Yeah, because yeah, those were cool. Actually, well, the I thing is, I, I, you know, why I like those movies, and I because those are those are actual vampires, not this new glittery, glossy shit. Sure, that's why I like the American Vampire, right? Yeah, they're yeah. actually really I, I, vile. Because yeah, I don't, I don't like this new thing. Shiny you know, bullshit. And when I, you know, even when I read comics and there's comic books that have like vampires in it, they, they are vicious. Like they are vicious. Yeah. Like. Death killing machines, and I think that the new vampire lore has really kind of destroyed that. Yeah. That's why I liked I liked Blade One a lot. I mean, I, I, to be honest, the Blade movies are just fun vampire movies, and the first one, like I'll watch that those movies just for Chris Christopherson because that guy just like yeah. he is the most badass. He's so much more badass than Blade in those movies, <laughs> and especially in the first one. To this day, every time I watch Blade, one of the most badass moments in all of film is the one where Blade's getting his ass kicked in the Vampire Museum, and then the wall implodes, and there's fucking Whistler standing in the opening. Catch you fuckers in a bad time. Like I love that moment, and those movies are great. Old Whistler, that's the be- that's the most badass old man on the face of the planet. Yeah. You could travel to parallel worlds, the same year, the same Earth, only different dimensions. A world where the Russians rule America, or where your dreams of being a superstar came true, or where San Francisco was a maximum security prison. My friends and I found the gateway. Now the problem is. 
finding a way back home. So for the last two weeks, we have been reading uh, a webcomic called Curate Ipsum. It is uh, written by Neil Bailey and uh, drawn by Dexter Wee. Uh, it is. It has been running for two and a half years ish. Right. Uh, three, three times a week: Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's it's drawn in a traditional comic book format, one page, but one page at a time. So it's just like the same uh, aspect as as a regular comic book page. Same number of panels, all that stuff. Hmm. Um, it is. It has now the first year. Uh, first hundred and sixty one pages has been collected into a trade published by who? Uh, they this is self published, very oh, wow. very nicely okay. self published, yeah, yeah. um, and it comes in a couple of different formats. You can either get it in years, which I personally like better, um, or you, he's collected slightly less in three different trades so far. I think not not as many issues, and okay. this one has like a bonus short story in the back and stuff. Um, yeah, so why don't you? start by talking about what it's about sure because it was your suggestion sure so. um so it is it is about a man named charlie everett mm-hmm. uh several times so he's <laughs> this really depressed high school guidance counselor and uh yeah. he's about to kill himself <laughs> Shh. I'm sorry. what depressed Jesus. it just makes me think of clerks it's, actually I'm with sorry, like the, the high whole, school guidance counselor that I, the only like, reason i'm laughing is because while i'm reading this i was laughing it was just I, it's like I know someone who's like this. Like, it's like you're a high school guidance counselor. You should be like wanting to kill yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> Your life is meaningless, Your young people. Meaningless. I mean, uh, he don't give a fuck about you. Um, <laughs> you in any case, he stopped from killing himself by himself, uh, who <laughs> drags him into a parallel universe and is like, look, there's a lot of us. We are all the Charlie Everett's. We are all the possibilities of like who we, who we could have ever been in all of these multiple universes. And it, there's like he meets all of these iterations of himself, every uh, different ages, different different genders. It's like I can't even decide if they're really him or if they're sort of like theoretical siblings of like the chromosomes spell out in a different way. And here's this version of of Charlie Everett. And the deal is, not only do they have this sort of mystic stone that allows them to go back and forth between parallel universes but um some of them have had had a bad time of it uh and become evil so it's it's i could say it's the ultimate narcissistic tale (laughs) he he is he's fighting himself across parallel dimensions really is um so i i'd like to know how did you find this this comic i think it came up um because it was nominated for some award or other it might have been it, I think it was actually uh, on this show last year. Yeah, Snicker um, mentioned it last last yeah, year at yeah, some yeah, point, yeah. but I come across it in some other capacity. I think because it got nominated for something somewhere. I'm not sure what. Yeah, yeah, because I always wonder how how comics and that kind of stuff, obviously self published and everything, they're doing all their stuff themselves. They yeah, don't have a publishing house. And behind them. Neil in particular is very good about going to shows. Like I picked this one up at Geek Girl Con. I see him at like all of this. I'm not sure if he... I think he's at Emerald City. He's definitely like every smaller comic show ever. Okay. So he's kind of local. Um, Maybe. Somewhere on the West Coast. I don't remember for sure. Right, close enough. I think he's in Portland. I always Which wondered would make sense. Because, you know, with all these web comics, it's really easy to get it out there, but to rise above the noise, that's always the issue. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I, um, I'm not sure wh- like where... 
this discussion should start mostly because I I'm not sure I I'm the right person to start it. Um, I'm my uh, I don't I don't have anything particularly positive to say about this book. Uh, and I I don't have anything. I mean, we can get into my opinions a little later, but I uh, I rather hear from the people that like it first, which I think is everybody but me. Yeah. Of course, well, you because hate I everything. hate everything. You hate everything. I don't. Of I don't course. like anything. So. Well, I well then because I liked it. I will first start off by saying very good suggestion and because I enjoyed it. Um, even though I only made it to like forty, uh, fifty three, mm-hmm. like fifty three. But it, I, I when it first started off, when I get to the first page, I kind of don't know where it's going. I just realize he's a guy with a really shitty life, and I'm like, okay, all right, you and thousands of other people. Yeah, but. The turning point was when he. The, it's like the second time he goes to stick this gun in his mouth, and it's like, it's there's so much, there's so many. I, I'm not sure if they're irony, but it's just things are. They keep getting worse for him. Like in the first ten pages, it's like, okay, your guidance counselor got it. You're having a shitty day. You've had shitty days, but then like, it it just in these little these just little moments. Like I remember, like he asked the one girl, "Did you find the baby the baby father?" And she's like, "He ain't shit." Like. Th- those little things, those are a lot of things that actually stood out to me. These little instances, they show flashes of his his guidance counselor days. And then it's like he, he when they finally, the principal, or I think it's the principal or the board of education, or the principal, I think it's like, hey, well, we got to cut the guidance department. He's like, I am the guidance department. And it's just like, that's the straw that breaks his fucking back. He's like, fuck it all. I'm just going to do it. The kid the kid filling out the form and saying, how do you spell curricular? Oh, man, that circular or curricular? Curricular. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. like but um, And then all of a sudden, his self steps in and grabs the gun from him. And the one thing I noticed that this gun is a fixture throughout mm-hmm. the book. Like this, this, this badass fucking revolver. That just destroys everything. I mean, it's a it's a fixture. Everyone, every, and as you read on, there's constants of what they say. Like, hey, we all the one girl Charlene. She says, hey, we've all done this. We've all did this. We've all did this. And, and as a fight with his father, right? As a teenager, and the the car constant. crash, the car, car crash, crash is a constant. And making out with uh, what's the girl's name? There's a girl yeah. that they all make out Judy or something like that. Yeah. And it re- it was reminiscent. The first thing when I first when I first started reading it, I thought Time Cop. Uh, and then as I went on, I thought sliders. So it's kind of, uh, you know, and, and I, this they keep going in, but I, this is where I want to jump in because and and I, I I like it. I like the. I've always been a fan of multiverse theories. Like I, I've always been a fan of like you know, say you make you make a decision right now. Like if if tonight I had decided not to come to the podcast, something else would have happened. Sure. But the, in another universe, I decided to come. In another universe, I didn't decide to come. In another universe, I never met you at Emerald City Comic Con. Like right. you know, and I I've, kind of like that he like breaks the prime directive of of parallel universe time travel in that he's directly messing with himself. Yes, he, he's mm. yeah, but he and he's only affecting himself. One of the things I haven't gotten to, I don't know if they touch on this, but it's like because he's messing with himself. Like has this already happened? Like well, and you know, that's, like that's. Uh, I like, mean, what are the consequences of that? Of him not killing himself in that universe as to see, and that's the thing. That's that's where it becomes a. Uh, uh, it's 
like I don't know I don't know if these universes are are the the standard like multi multiverse like time travel theory because there's basically the there's basically the two theories of time travel that one of them is that the there is a single timeline and everything is from that timeline and if you go back in that timeline because it's a constant stream and fuck with something in the past it's going to completely alter that timeline right. and fuck that timeline potentially causing a paradox right um, and in the multiverse version there uh, paradoxes are f- effective impossible right because the moment you go back like a t- a, the timeline isn't necessarily like it's always forward moving based on the perception of the person that's involved so if i'm the time traveler and i go back in time then that loop is part of my forward motion timeline that makes sense so when i to physics right and so when i if yeah. i go back in time the moment that i touch the past it's a new it's a completely new universe so even if i kill myself i can't, it's not going to cause a paradox because sure. i have spawned a different timeline or moved into a different para- right. moved into well, a different uh, universe like well there's I know what's going on here although right. there doesn't seem to yeah. be an anchor well, universe well because there's right. a, well there's also the theory that you can't mess up the past because you've already gone back and done you've like you've already you've it's, ar- already, it's, it's been already been done up. it's yeah it's already you've yeah. already gone back and done it so you really can't mess up anything so everything plays out in the end the whole the whole theory that infinite like infinite possibilities always exist simultaneously mm-hmm. it, exactly. so in yeah. some universe i have already gone back and already killed myself this, right. or killed hitler or killed whatever or stepped on the butterfly and altered the universe yeah. and blah blah that was blah. funny that yeah. they really had the kill hitler argument which yeah. makes sense yeah. that that's like that's where and they go. already did do it they they killed him he's like yeah but goebbels always takes over no himmler himmler yeah, himmler always yeah. takes over it's so, like we've always done that somebody well, always will kill himmler's well somebody always takes over after that yeah i so it always but, happens you know out of fifth out of three pages like, i'm gonna keep reading it i i like it right now um because i like the multiverse theory mm-hmm. i don't i what i and i like that it's not I, at first i was like okay this is gonna get boring because it's the same fucking dude that i'm looking at and then you get into you start realizing that oh no they don't all look the same in the, in the different multiverses they may have the same name or a variation of the same name but there are different ones. There's yeah. there's a kid. There's a girl. There's um what uh, one sci- a scientist. There's yeah. like they have one different with glasses. One, one, with one without hair, glasses. One with short e- hair. Exactly. So they do look different. And that part was interesting because one that's bald. That actually made no fucking sense to me. <laughs> but well, I mean, it made it made so, sense. But I feel like they're more like sort of parallel universe siblings than they are the exact same person. Although mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they all had really similar experiences. Right. That, yeah. That that was weird that they had. Yeah. So that's so. That that's the that's the part. Like to to rewind just a little bit. One of the things that I wanted to touch on, and one of the reasons why I'm not as enthusiastic about this book, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I don't I don't really I don't dislike it. Um, but you were saying, you know, when you started it, it felt like, I don't remember what, but then you moved in and started time cop and then it felt like sliders. And to me, that was my problem is that everything in this book feels very derivative to me. And that's Mm. because the, the moment that I heard about the storyline and even reading the storyline, the base premise of the whole thing is very much like Jet Li's The One. Yes, the um, one where the one. which the premise of Jet Li's the one was um, there is a good Jet Li and there's an evil Jet Li and the evil Jet Li is moving through the universe is killing all the different versions of Jet Li. Now the the reason for it was different. The reason in that movie was that every time a multiverse version of Jet Li gets killed, 
the power that resides within that one is spread amongst all of the other Jetlies and the other multiverses. So the more you kill, the more powerful the remaining become. Mm. So eventually it gets down to the two guys that are left and they are the most powerful superhumans in the universe, right? And that it was a, it was a really bad movie. But um <clears throat> the but then I started, you know, you start seeing a lot of stuff in this book that reminds me like sliders, for example, it was very there's you know very sliders esque kind of dimension hopping uh, thing about it. It's got a little bit of um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the other what the other books that I thought of that were um, in it that like it's got a little you know it's got a little dark tower in it. It's just um, are you saying you it, know lacks, it lacks uniqueness? Yeah, like every everything in it just feels. It rehashed. Maybe, maybe because I haven't watched Sliders or Time Cop, I didn't really feel that way. But <laughs> or the um, one you haven't watched, that or movie. I haven't watched the one. Either. Okay. I think one thing that could have made this comic a little stronger, like I, I saw where they were going. They were really trying to have some major stakes. Like Dark Everett is insane enough to nuke an entire planet uh-huh. because <laughs> he doesn't like them and wants them dead, um, and. What I needed was for them to care about the planet. And I guess what I needed was everybody to have some kind of a connection to certain universes. If you think about Rassel, Mm. for example, which is another parallel universe thing. Yeah, that's what I thought of when I saw this. He's got some specific connection in Mm. some of the universes uh, of characters who may be dead in one and alive in another. And it would Mm. be really interesting to see, like, they could have done more with Judy, whoever they're making out with. You know, and maybe that's what, maybe that's, until you said it, I didn't really think about it because, like I said, I only finished reading the trade right before the show started and haven't had a lot of time to reflect. But now that you said it, I, I all I could think to, all I can think of is that that's I think that's my biggest problem. Yes, it. Fe- I don't necessarily have a problem with something just because it's derivative because there's a lot of derivative artwork out there there's a lot of derivative storylines and things that don't bother me if they're executed well the problem that i had with this i think is that the the derivative nature of it stands out so much more because i don't feel like any of the characters are invested in this book in anything Mm. you never get a you never get a a reason you know you know that there's this group of rebels fighting against a dark Everett who's trying to kill everyone. So yes, I understand that like I I guess their purpose is to protect the the Everett's that char- that dark Everett's trying to kill, but that's not really clear like over time you you're like what what's motivating to them to gather all these Charlie's onto a, onto a single anchor world because that seems like a dumb idea when they're being chased like by cor- one corralling like, the lemmings. Into oh a, wait a minute, <laughs> a that's canyon. exactly what happens. Like Yikes. they all get corralled onto one world and then they all get killed. Um, and spoilers and <laughs> spoiler alert. And but that's um, but you. I never got the feeling that like even when they find out important information, like the fact that the Charlie Everett that they save and the one that you're following in the book has the ability to pick his, his teleport points, which is something sure. that the, the world that they build for, for the listeners, the world that they build in here is, is one that there is an anchor world that um, any person who has, has the stone and the ability to teleport can come back to at any time. 
Um, but going to a different world, it's, it's totally always random, a random, random choice. Like they, they can open a portal, but they don't know where they'll land. They don't know what world they'll be on. They don't know what the, the conditions of that world will be. And the Charlie Everett that shows up in this book that they can follow has the ability to pick and choose. He can imagine something and find the universe that has that in it. Um, but even when they find that out, it's kind of just... Yeah, it's kind of. Eh. It doesn't hey, yet cool. have significance or purpose in right. a really plot driving way. Yeah, right. and, and I think maybe that's that comes from the format. This is a web comic, and so they were I doing. They were doing a page, uh, you know, three pages a week, and so it seemed like mm-hmm. there was a couple times where, for no apparent reason, they just decided to change paces. Well, exactly you know? right, like like <coughs> the I nuclear detonation. Yeah, I think that's felt, web comics. It yeah, it definitely but. just felt like. Uh, we don't know where we're going with this, so let's blow everything up. Yeah. Um. And and that's something that um. And the, it's kind of strange because one of the reasons why I thought that was, um. There's there was an interview that I read a long time ago with Stephen King, uh, uh, where he was talking about writing The Stand, and he he said he got like uh maybe three fifths of the way, a little bit more than halfway through the book, and got stuck. And couldn't really think. He'd like written himself into a corner After and couldn't 3, think of pages, right. Finally got couldn't it. think <laughs> of couldn't think of where to take the story. So he set off a bomb and killed half the characters. Mm. And that's the point in the book where the bomb goes off in Denver and and like a bunch of people die. And he was just like that was his his trigger to move the story along in a way that huh. even he didn't expect. And that's kind of what I felt happened with the nuclear detonation because yeah. that came out of fucking nowhere. There was no lead up to that at all. No. No. I, there was no there was no there wasn't even any like evil Everett monologue. There wasn't like any kind of he's collecting something and we don't know what it is. It was just yeah. it was just like one minute he's like, ha ha, I'm killing a bunch of Everett's. Oh, by the way, I have a cabin in a forest that's surrounded by a billion nuclear bombs and I'm blowing up the anchor world. And they just come out of the trees and then everything's like, hey. What? what? It, it was okay in Axe Cop. <laughs> what I don't... Okay, so... If Cures Hampson was written by a five-year-old, then I would give it a lot what, more leeway. What I... What I... My... My, I think my only problem up to this point would be the villain. Okay, my, this is my problem with a lot of villains the way they're written. They a lot of villains lack motivation. They're just doing shit to do shit. Mm-hmm. Do you rule me? Yeah. I'm chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, it's just like villains need. I think this day and age, especially, just there. There are so many modern day villains out there that you should never have a problem. Creating a villain that has like a motivation, like for example, let's take let's take a very very simple motivation of, you know, I'm disfigured, so I want the world to look like me. So I'm my motivation is I'm going to fuck everybody else up. Now that's mo- yes, it's very simple motivation. I was born, I was born all fucked up. So, I, but he, well, I don't. The thing with him is, it's like I he, think his self motivation is self loathing. Yeah. But it's sort of like revenge, but he doesn't really have anyone to point the revenge exactly. at yeah, except himself. So, so they kind of they kind of explain it a little bit, and my and it's it's. We said he detests himself. He yeah. detests He's, us. So well, he he like. Cuts his own nose off to, to spite, spite his, his face. Spite his face, right? It's he's he's got this self-loathing in him, but when he found out that there were a peop, there were a group of people going around saving the Charlie Everett's in the multiverses from killing themselves, mm. it he stepped in because he thought that that was the primary path of Charlie Everett was to end in to suicide. End his life. So, and I. I 
it's kind of weak to me. It's but it's kind of rough um, to so use that you, as motivation. Have you guys, yeah. No, no. This is what I got from it. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one that got this. But Dark Everett is Charlie Prime. Yeah. That no. Okay. That's that's clear. Okay. They, yeah. they basically and explain he's around, that Charlie. He's, yeah, he's okay. Charlie Prime in the future, basically. And it, this is a exactly. And a he's been in this world. He's been in this world for so long. He's been in this world for so long and been able to do anything, go anywhere. That he's yeah. like, you know what? Why don't I just start killing myself? Yeah. And I think that's his only impetus that he's he wants to kill himself. That, well, and one of the, but one you of know what? That ends up being a stable motivation for most immortals. Like they eventually exactly. get bored and they're just like, well, well and, fuck and it. That, I'll just destroy goes, everything. That comes yeah, into point. that comes into it halfway through the book. He realizes, like, wait a second. It's not. I can not only jump into different dimensions i can jump into different times and then different realities and then once it starts getting that the whole world so time is not an issue anymore they, it's like they bring a, that up. dr manhattan all over again <laughs> yep. yeah yeah and, and with and with the well with the um just random things happening why have the graveyard this is my one issue is why have this graveyard and in, in dark Everett dropping yeah, him off I, I don't know and then destroy the graveyard i think it was one because, of those things because he wanted it, to start in a exactly different i think that that i think the nuclear blast was i've been writing this comic for uh, for six months and i have no idea what i where it's going i need to fucking throw, throw or, a or wrench in so this is this is what i got from it for first of all it's a web comic so they don't really want to be kind of high maintenance because they don't want to get too involved with this and it could just There's fall into space. There's only so far out you can plan. Exactly. A so, lot of web comics are so totally fly by night. Let's, let's make a comic, but to keep it easy on you, let's make all the characters just one person. I don't think that's any easier. Well, no, but they it all look for the, the same. Artist. Yeah, because uh, you don't. So, so you I don't know. Yeah, the artist has to differentiate them all now. Uh, that's, one's got glasses. That's, one's got short hair. Yeah. One's got long hair. The it's facial structure. Everything is pretty, <laughs> much, pretty the much the same. same. Uh, the structure yeah. of the character can be drawn the same way every time, and then you differentiate it with hair, which is which is actually something that is a specific complaint of mine about normal comics when mm. an artist is <laughs> incapable of differentiating his characters in any way other than hair and clothing. So, but so in this case, so it let's works. make it easy. Yeah, so mm, let's make it easy. So sure and then, the and then he gets character. this artist. Sure. He gets this artist like, hey, you can practice on a, on a kid version. You can practice on a female version. You can practice on one with short hair, one with long hair. Super there old you dude. Go. It, yeah, so it's a, a practice comic? It allows, I, I don't, it allows the artist to hone his skills to do a real comic later? I didn't think it was a practice comic. No, no, it's not. And then on top of that, so you're going through the storyline and you open up the can of worms that fourth dimension, time, alternate realities, all that kind of stuff. Wobbly, wobbly, timey, Exactly. It's a whole can of worms. <laughs> and if you try to figure this, it would be like, well, okay, if you could jump through in any time in any place, then why don't you just <laughs> go back to a world where all the Charlies are there? You know, and save them. Mm. Or right before they're like, "Hey, I want to." That's go. like wishing for infinite wishes. But you can because all they have to do is think about it. Because, because and that was because they have the power stone. Yes. Okay. So so towards Ooh, power the, stone. If to me, this whole book seems like a setting of a world. Right. So he's okay. setting up. He's setting up the rules for the world. Hey, this is where you can jump. Charlie can do this, but everybody else has this portal, but they can't do the same thing. So he's kind of the leader, the super leader. Then we have the evil guy, which the is super leader. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's well leader. because super they, leader. well, super they all, leader. but they're the only people with this superpower, right? Everybody else in the world doesn't have this. So they Jaws. have this. I'm, I'm very Jaws. interested to find out where you're driving I, because yes. you are driving toward a point. And yes, I, I am <laughs> driving. I am driving to a point. Okay, so we have this world, and all the superheroes are Whole the same 18. guy. So all we do is collect them all, and then oh my gosh, wait, we have a world where there's other people in it, 
but then we're going to have this stand where it's good against bad. Well, why don't we just wipe wipe the slate clean, kill everybody on the planet, and then just have the Charlie, uh, just have the Everett's there. Everett world. Yeah. Yes, Charlie's exactly. Angels. So hey. at the end, at the end, and it actually goes into the second Charlie's the second Everett's. year, which. I don't know if you read the second year. I haven't year. read the second year. The second yet. year, it's that's where they start the battle between the good Charlie and the bad Charlie. Okay. And all there are are, are Charlies on that world because everybody else has been killed. And so they have this whole big world and playground where they're only there. And it huh. makes it makes it a lot easier. So it seems like the whole first year was kind of setting it up and they're like, oh, "You know what? Okay, we okay. need we need some world where Everybody's going to be in. Let's just nuke the world, start over, and then just have just Charlie's killing Charlie's. And that's so. That's what I got from it. I because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. I to really me. feel like this book. Uh, I don't think I don't think it makes sense. I think I honestly do believe that it it rambles, and I think it could it it being a web comic that comes out three times a week. It it suffers from the lack of an editor. Um, it Because w- the way that it came across to me, when I read it, I read it kind of all in a row, like, and you clearly read it in book form. Yeah. In, in a collected trade form, it's, it's, it rambles and it's kind of, um, there's a lot of weird abstract shit in it and it just kind of, it jumps all over the place and it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. It's very incoherent in a lot of ways in, in a daily web comic form. Each individual panel doesn't have any kind of each individual page has no real arc in and of itself. Like web comics are supposed to be kind of like most of the web comics that I've read are more, they're not like individual they're not like taking a page out of a comic book and throwing it up. Um, there, there's got to be something that like drives you to the next page. And to me, it's like it it misses on both counts. Okay, I as a as a daily comic, it doesn't have the um, the draw on each individual page that makes me see that that day is is an important issue. And as a collected edition, it's so. Um, it's so unfocused that it doesn't have a, a driving narrative. So I'm like, I, it's I got a lot it, of cool ideas. It does. It has right? a lot of cool ideas. But, but I think it had the start of a narrative, but it didn't quite have the like outline and structuring that it would right. need. I think what would be awesome to see is sort of like a director's cut version yeah. um, of like a narrowed down streamline, possibly some sections time swapped. Um, to serve more of a really intentional arc. Because if you think if you think about like from a from a production standpoint, um, if a standard comic is twenty two pages and it's written monthly mm-hmm. and drawn monthly, you're doing twenty two. Uh, the artist and writer are doing twenty two pages a month. Mm-hmm. They've cut that down significantly here to twelve pages a month. Um, so it. In all truth, the the art in this book has enough detail in it. It it is it is as detailed as any normal comic would be. Absolutely, um, it's not a it's not a gronk. It's not a, you know it's not one of those like less detailed. It's not a girls with slingshots type uh, web comic. It's a it is a it, like a comic book format. So what they've done is given the artist 
ample time to create the book and I, I get a very strong feeling that they he writes it I don't think it's a standard webcomic format where he writes it you know writes it kind of on the fly yeah no, I feel I like he's, he, he's thinking about it he writes it out and then the the, the artist just pumps out pages and then they, they post them mm-hmm. you know so I'm sure I'm sure they're probably fairly far ahead of what they're posting online yeah um, and I can and, kind of see what you're saying in terms of ideally a webcomic should sort of be like a standalone like poetic stanza even if it's part of a larger poem but there are a lot of webcomics out there that do get collected into trades and do not look individual right Mm. and and i i I don't know that this one inherently it's a comic book format which to me makes me want it to have a tighter narrative than it does or structured um, arcs with an almost issue like exactly um or it, it, maybe not even issue like it's not going well, no 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 I'm so, like it doesn't have to necessarily have the structure in issue lengths but a structure where the story arcs have uh, some sort of beginning middle and end and you know because right now it's literally like there are times in this book where it's it's going along uh, several pages and then all of a sudden it just to something else and I'm like what the, what the fuck happened like yeah. like the the worst one in there is. He bombs the world. Everything goes to shit, and there's like four comics, four pages in a row of nuclear explosions blowing was, everything the fuck up. That was vacation. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then oh, all here. of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, we cut uh, to vacation. the 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 Scooby Gang on a in a world where they're getting on a fucking plane where they're all rich and they're flying mm. to somewhere to do something mm. with with no knowledge or um or any kind of like. Uh, transition from the blowing up of the world, and you, and because of the because of how Thelma, you go because they're on, they weren't on, they were another. I know okay, they're on, on another dimension, Me but because of, go this way. because of the way that this, because <laughs> of the way up. that this, the the lack of structure in this book, you don't know where they are, and you can't. There's not. There's he didn't do enough to to differentiate and say, oh. We're on another world until like four pages later, which in com- in this format is a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, by the way, we're not on the planet that just got oh, blown up. So it's stuff like it's jumps like mm-hmm. that that just don't like they're not they're not trans he doesn't transition between scenes. He's just like something and I see different. that he is trying to do something happening. cinematic. He's not like doing yeah. meanwhile dot 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 exactly. Yeah. And and in that's one thing world. where it just switches up settings and variations like on the fly so it is he isn't sticking to a normal format where you have a story arc and then there's a resolution at the end of the story and then you carry on with that and then one thing he also establishes at the beginning and then it's reestablished later on is that this is over over multiple universes and so and so you have the one scene where he's committing suicide and it was bang, 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 bang. You know, tens of these Charlies are dead and then one survives. And so yeah. that's the guy that survives. So he's already established, okay, anything in this world can happen. And if bad things happen, it's not going to happen again. I mean, there's one Charlie Leo where Dark Everett comes up to him and is like, oh, yeah, I've already killed you twice. Yeah. You know, do you want me to kill you again? It's not going to stick because we can just do it again. So nothing in this world has any kind of boundaries. But the problem, the problem with that is that I, I don't feel, I don't get the feeling from the way that this is structured or the lack thereof that he's doing that he's necessarily thinking that deeply and doing that shit on purpose. I, I, it doesn't feel like um, the lack of structure is because that's the way he's, so he's building his story. Lucky? Way it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's breaking. How does it? How do I put it? It doesn't feel like he's breaking rules. He knows. It feels like he's. 
just fucking around. It almost feels and like that's he's writing to discover rules too. Although I feel like he did come in with a strong set, and then as he was writing, was like, "Oh, how does this work?" Uh, okay. Right? Yeah. And which then, which then is the, was, which is the benefit of doing a web comic mm-hmm. that's not structured in issues is that he can, if he feels like fucking with something, he can rewrite the and, rules. And anything. Yeah, he's and, given himself an out. But yeah. but. Where he gains in experimentation, he lacks in story structure that that makes it hard for me to follow. Yeah. You know, and and so I don't know. I and we've it, it's just it just doesn't it didn't it didn't fire for me. It something something about it's just wrong. So the my my big question after reading this, and I guess this is the first year of Curate Ipsum. Okay, what is he dying of? What is he trying to cure? Yeah, why, they never. They don't, can, why they, is it called Curate Ipsum? Is he trying to cure the universe of himself? Is that the reason why he? Well, went I think back that's Dark Everett. I think Dark Everett's thing is trying to cure the universe but the book of o- himself. But, but remember, the book but opens can, with with Charlie Prime saying, saying been, "I'm dying." I'm dying. Right. But he's dying because he hates his life. You he's know? dying because he's an emo bitch. Uh, yeah, are we all dying? They have Great. the one ca- cancer patient, cancer Charlie. Sure. You know who's um. Who wants to live his life before he has to die in six months? But it, they've already established that. Oh wait, time is not really an issue because we can go to time. Exactly, <laughs> you can pretty much do breaking do Charlie. Anything. <laughs> but breaking Charlie. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't really understand what he's trying to cure. I yeah, and that's so, the thing. I, I think I the fundamental issue is like it's not even necessarily a story structure issue. I mean, it is obviously. There's some times where you're like, where, what world am I on? Oh God! But I think. I think that Neil Bailey chose a really big, tough thing to have strong character want for. Like, yep. And I think character want is the thing that drives a plot, that drives a character arc. And it's kind of difficult to have a main character who a death wish is like the, the strongest want that he has. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. Wish. And I feel like I wanted... His yes. other self to give him more than just the like stop killing yourself, but like I wanted his his other self to be like you have a reason to live. There's a you know deep mystery about who you are that we yeah. must solve. Uh, Something yeah. Any, yeah. Right? or like I because can't, you can't like die now. You're the biggest mass murderer of all time. Because it like, feels something like left. there is there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, and there's no there's nothing. What's uh, the conflict? What's the conflict? Why are they yeah. there other than the bad guy wants to kill the good guy? And then everything else in between is just like, eh, fuck it. Okay, that being said, some of the portal stuff is really cool. Some of the portal stuff is cool. I like yeah. I like that he thinks about some of the things like like when they're they fall in the ocean mm-hmm. and then he he runs a portal and then uh, it dumps water into this fucking room really you know and things like that or when he realizes that he can teleport forward instead of them having to walk through the desert he, he if he can see a point uh-huh. he can open a portal to it so he opens and opens and opens and gets across the desert and then opens a portal back to where they were because he knows the location like shit like that pretty cool like i said book has some great ideas yeah I I, I want so Luke, maybe I, he just got to touch on the art real quick too. So maybe he just picked a a uh, I guess an anchor point. <laughs> hey anchor hey point. hey hey! Uh, yay! You've won something because you've used the anchor, but like an anchor point, it was really tough. The whole multiverse, like that. Maybe that was just a really tough topic to tackle. It is. It's and. A, it's, and you know, it's not easy to do well, which is why most of the stories that that use the multiverse kind of thing do well. either a don't do well or b 
narrow their focus down so much that that while it's there it's not the driving force and so so that way they can they can have it as a as a plot point but they don't have to they don't have to go that was the other one sure quantum quantum leap leap. quantum leap (laughs) okay so luke i have to before you move on to the art i have to ask you so the narrative structure in this bugged you but in the narrative structure in like sand of time was okay or tale of tale of sand because the the tale of sand was very very strongly structured to the hero's journey and it was also it, very it was purposefully yeah. surreal like i don't get i don't get that the point of this is surreality like no it's not kill, a psychological you kill yourself over and over way. and over and over again uh, sure but it's it it's it's rooting itself in a world where there are rules where tale of sand was very specifically rooted in a in a world that was being made absurd and built of his mind and had no rules this world is you're living in a world of yourselves where yourself is trying to kill that's not absurd just narcissistic but it's no you know why it is it it, there's absurdity within a structure right Mm. he's got rules to how the portals work and how the time travel works and why Mm -hmm. things happen the way they do whereas tale of sand was a fucking hallucination and that was that was kind of why it worked okay because it and was just out of yeah. It was, I mean, I mean, I've kind of, I kind of, he kind of touches on this, but it to the point where he's trying to explain it, and, he, and Charlie's prime is coming into his own. He kind of starts talking about, well, is this reality, and maybe this is a dream or something. Yeah, the I believe only, the rules in this book. I I don't think he broke any of his own rules. The which is he makes portals. Well, except when he specifically said at the beginning of the book that time travel is impossible, and then he immediately goes into, into the fact that That's oh wait, it's not. Char- you, well, the, the, yeah. the super old version of Charlie Prime comes back and shakes him when he's a child and says, "Don't travel, you travel, you die." Yeah. The yeah. the reason why I don't I don't categorize it as absurdity is because if you were to think about this guy making this decision, he's got the gun in his mouth. There may be a voice in his head that says, like, don't do that. And then there's a voice in his head that says, well, you know, if you do it, these people are going to be sad. Like, it's all these little pieces of him. And and that's how I think I saw it as initially is that Mm. not so much that, that, like, there's the other Charlie that comes in the room that stops him. But then he meets the girl Charlie and a little kid Charlie. Like, these are all little pieces of him that make that are making up his mind and they're all like maybe the kid is his child you know his child persona and then the, so the, this is going to be this is going to be like uh fucking what was that was the identity have you ever seen that movie yeah wherever they're all trapped okay. in the hotel and yeah. it turns out right. that they're all parts of his own per, and, parts of a killer's mean, personality and maybe that's not how maybe that's not how it was supposed it was supposed to be but that's why it's not so it's to me to me it's not so absurd i don't i don't you know actually you got a point because i thought of this too now there's charlie prime and then his cohorts are they the id, sub charlie the no the id, the id ego, ego the super ego, ego. yeah because you have the sci- you have the science the geek, nerd and, the, and then you the, have the woman the woman who's like totally oh, we got to do this and then we have the one the kid, leo, leo. The kid and well, Leo, I don't, I don't know exactly what the kid is. It was like, uh, you know, I can't Nobody really does. deal with you, so let's just put you in a room and yeah. give you Pavlov. And hey, here's <laughs> another Pavlov. Yeah, I, I, I really all of the puppies. So, yeah. so I, I really want to touch on the art before we have to wrap this up. And Do it. and uh, I'm, I'm. It's it's Luke meh. That's that's what I have to things. say about the art. It's it's very 1994. 
four image. It's yeah. very Brett Booth. Ooh. It's very it's graphi- like it's not graphically stunning or it's, anything. It's 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 a. He he definitely gets a little bit better over time. Um, that is but, the nature of web comics for sure. But it mm. um, it's 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 it, especially the first fifty pages or so are very. He's very stiff. Um, his style is fine. Like uh, it, it literally does look like uh, like a top cow book from nineteen ninety five. It's yeah. um, it's well, that it, very it that like, very much that's what that the style. It's like on when he was you know or Aspen or something like that. And like uh, yeah. it's not horrible art. It's not great art. There are times when he shows little moments of brilliance. I actually think that the design of 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 uh, Dark Everett is terrible. Really. I really don't like it. Like yeah, and then there was I, a time where he had a fake nose, and they're like, eh, dark, let's go without the fake nose. Dark yeah, Everett, Crypt Keeper. Just, well, that's what yeah. he looks like, yeah. I yeah. like Dark Everett. I, like dark I Everett. think I, I don't mind the character. Yes, I just I like don't, Dark Everett. He's I don't right. know. He's cool. Yeah, I am not a, I'm He's not a, a fan. Put a tin nose in him and call him Tico. What I was really <laughs> disappointed in, actually, after reading the, in uh, a year of this, was there was the, the part at the very beginning where the, the Charlie Everett gets um, pulled into a jail because the the oh, yeah. dark Everett commits all these crimes in, in his name and then dark Everett shows up and shoots all the cops and kills the Everett that's in the prison what I was really hoping for and something that might have created a more dr- like a driving narrative for me is I was that's really awesome. hoping that awesome one of the right one of the cops especially with would have <laughs> pulled like would have been pulled into the story and like yeah that would have been nice like been yeah, pulled into the story where he's now fault trying to find out like he sees the portal and now he's like what the fuck was that I need to figure out what the fuck's going on and then finds a way to follow these guys and try and like the and only try to take Charlie down. in the story exactly yeah. I kind of want a non Charlie foil exactly right yeah. that was my problem there with the art is that I he's a non Charlie character we started to get a non Charlie character towards the end yeah he's very stiff and I think he does draw like I I honestly think it's like oh wow sweet I can draw the same character a billion times without having to fucking and it's just like eh I don't know I I I I'm I'm kind of militantly indifferent about the book to be honest. It's militantly like, indifferent. Yeah, my goodness. It was wow. it was okay. It was it has a lot of great ideas that I think fall flat. Um but uh I don't want to be the last word because I know you guys like it, so yeah. we'll go ahead and start with Joel on buy borrow or burn. Borrow. Well, I mean to look it up online for free and then free. donate free. if you'd like. Two of them, tip them. Anyway, go on. Solid borrow. Borrow. And um, I'm, at, I guess, technically borrow because I think you should absolutely read it online. It's free. That's what web comics are for. <laughs> read them online. I will say that if you like it and you want to buy it, I would highly recommend picking up a copy. If um, yeah, that that trade is nice. It I mean, is it's very well, beautifully bound yeah. and really well produced. Yeah. By borrow burn. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. But uh, I would definitely, uh, I'd have to agree with Anne. Like, if you want a nice book, pick it up. Like, I, pro- I probably will go to a comic shop and pick up and, and pick it up because yeah. it, I think it'd be nice to add to the collection. I I would. I think you'll have to order it. Yeah. Uh, you may just really? have to pick it up online. Okay. But, it, uh, yeah. But it's pretty. Re- read it. A good. I. I Maybe you have to be psychotic to to like it, and I, I'm not the most sane person in the world. So I guess, I guess I'm it. a little psychotic. It's it's interesting <laughs> yeah. because it's really hard to do a buy borrow burn for something that's that's purposely up yours capitalism. Comics for the win. 
huh. lot of tentacle porn, huh? Yes. Yeah. A lot of tentacle porn. Once you read it once, you've already got the gist. Touched by his noodly appendage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. I need an extra appendage. <laughs> <laughs> Luke. So next week, uh, you got nothing. You got nothing. So next week we were. Um, <laughs> really? really? Would you, would you just <laughs> let me continue the show, please? <laughs> next, we have to wrap this shit up. <laughs> Luke finishes a sentence. <laughs> ah, wrap it up like the extra appendage. <laughs> Seriously. Go ahead. So next week we oh. had decided on last week what we were going to do next. I, 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 Did Earth, you want to do Mouse Guard or Earth One? We're doing. Oh, we were going to do. Oh, it wasn't Mouse Guard. It was uh, uh, Mice Templar. Oh, right. Like um, we were, we had Batman Earth One and Mice Templar, and I think Mice Templar was first, and then no, I was I was first. No, no, no. Mice, I'm sure. Okay, we, we'll do Batman I, Earth One. That's I fine. Whatever. Book. We'll, we'll. Oh, okay, Eddie. <laughs> we'll do Batman. It's it's. Okay. I'm a veteran. Damn it! I've been to three wars. <laughs> I deserve this. I need this. Uh, so next week we will be doing uh, Batman Earth One. It's a standalone. This time it's a graphic novel. Yeah. It's a standalone story in a hard uh hardcover Hard format cover, yeah. and uh it's it's an it's a dc elseworlds tale yes, it is. um involving none other than the greatest superhero of all time motherfucking batman he's not a superhero Spawn? he is a superhero no he's a hero he, he's a, he's not a superhero. he does feats that you no, can't no, no. accomplish which makes him super but they're His but they're not superpowers privilege oh. <laughs> his power is privilege he's mitt romney he's the world's <laughs> yes <laughs> Except Mitt Romney, instead of being him. awesome and fighting crime, just doesn't understand why planes do Mitt Romney's a douchebag. But uh, uh, he, he is the world's greatest detective. No one else has the type of detective skills. Anyway, whatever. And we'll he's get a genius. Discussion. He's a superhero. Batman versus rebooted Sherlock. Batman versus Tony Stark. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> okay, Looks so like that's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate coming from that microphone over there. <sighs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we will be doing uh, the next two shows. Will be uh, Batman Earth One and then Mice Templar, the first trade of Mice Templar, um, and then uh, hopefully Andy will be back tonight. He wasn't able to join us because he got crammed into a, a work issue. Uh, so uh, I guess we. I guess I need to fucking wrap this up, and I don't have my agenda. So I'm gonna. St- See you if can I can do this off the top of my head. Rate us on iTunes. I can rate us, rate us on iTunes. It helps us out. Uh, we get ratings and reviews on there. It's awesome. You can review us on Zoom if you listen to us there, which not many people do. But you can try it anyway. Except for Snickerfoot. He, Snicker. said, he said, stop making fun of the Zoom uh-huh. listeners. Or he the, is our Zoom the listener. The Zoom, Zoom listener. listener. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trade secrets podcast. Um, in fact, I would Hooray. say uh, if you're on Facebook and you listen to the show please just click like on that uh on that facebook page we don't have a hell of a lot of people there but that's the closest thing to forums that we have anymore right. uh so um if you want to uh talk to other fans of the show talk to us there um you can follow us all on twitter uh i am at geek elite the show's the main show feed is at trade secrets pod i'm at geek elite uh joel is at superfly spelled strangely yeah. uh and is at and bean tweets Spelled right. Eddie is at Sambo Black with, with no C, B L A K at the end. And uh, our, you know, our Andy is in another castle, but his his, uh, his, his Twitter feed is at Mathtastrophe. So um, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at uh, trade secrets at geekerific.com. Did I said after the fact pod for the Twitter, didn't I? It's yes, at trade did. secrets yes, pod. You did. Uh, you can email us at trade secrets at geekerific.com. Uh, 
if rant, rave, question, comment, anything you want to email us, email it to us, and we will uh, we will uh, use it on the show. By the way, um, for the next episode, I need to we need to think we need to brainstorm here for a second and think of a contest because I have a uh, download code for a free copy of the first trade of. Uh, sixth gun on comiXology to give away to a, a one lucky fan. Um, so how should we uh, how should we make make this worthwhile for our fans? This this might be too much, but I would say one page, right? Oh, a page? Yeah, I think this is too much. It's for our too fans. much. Yeah. You have to understand. I was that thinking you have either to understand something like here for a minute. Batman haiku or. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yes, a Batman. Yes, a Batman haiku, and that has to fit into a tweet. So they have to tweet it to us. So you have to tweet a Batman haiku. Tweet a Batman haiku at Trade Secrets Pod. So not only do you have to fit the haiku into a tweet, you have to fit it into a tweet along with the at Trade Secrets Pod tag. Um, (laughs) uh, Tweet us a Batman haiku. Five seven seven or why are we doing Batman? Why don't we do a Sixth Gun haiku since it's a copy of Sixth Gun? Anything that's about the Sixth Gun, Western zombies, Western. Zombies. Yeah. You know what? Tweet us a haiku and we will judge them. And whoever's tweet wins. A random haiku. Just a uh, there's comic, no a comic haiku. A comic haiku. There is no limit to the number of entries per person. There is no limit to the number of people who enter. We will decide who the winner is uh, sometime before the next episode and on episode sixty. What is it? Or sixty? Jesus! I'm after the fact pot again. On episode thirty-four of the show, I will give away a download code for uh, Comicsology. I will email it to the winner and. Uh, or I will maybe I can PM it on Twitter if uh, since somebody is not following me or if they follow me. So anyway, we'll figure it out. Hooray! Uh, tweet us a tweet us a comic haiku, um, and we we will we will read the best ones on the show, and we will judge uh, we will judge which one wins uh, on the next episode. Hooray! Uh, so how about that? Done. Batman Earth One next. Mice Templar after that. Thank you for joining us tonight, Joel. You're welcome. Thank you, man. Hooray, I'm useful. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry you couldn't make it, Andy. I am Luke, oh. and we are. Working harder, making better, doing faster, makes us stronger, more than ever.